You're listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle. Welcome back to another Thursday edition. Always a Thursday edition. Always with Corey. Hi, Corey. What's going on? Daniel's here. Hi, Daniel. Hey, guys. What's up? Always with Corey and really always with Daniel now. I think every Thursday edition for the rest of eternity will have Corey and Daniel. So I'm going to stop. I'm going to try to stop doing it that way. We'll find a better way to do it. Anyway, it's, it's Thursday. It's actually Wednesday. It'll be out by Thursday. Uh, Wednesday evening, eight days until the NFL draft. And there's a lot going on in social media all of a sudden. It seems like there's this big ebb and flow with everything going on in the world. There's like days where it's completely silent and nothing's happening. And then there's this flurry of activity. Today has been that day full of activity. And Jay Glazer has gotten a tremendous amount of activity by he's got some secret. It's as of right now, it's 1014 in the evening. But apparently by 11 p.m., he's going to have some huge groundbreaking announcement. Groundbreaking? Yeah. Okay. Groundbreaking announcement that's going to gonna rock everybody's world. And so a bunch of like speculations come out of that. And one piece of the speculation that came out was that Odell Beckham had been traded to the Vikings for a second, a third, and a fifth round pick. Is that the rumor? The rumor, yes. Second third and fifth and everybody all got all worked up about it apparently that's not the case so as i record this it was a rumor and we don't know what the actual announcement is but in the morning when you hear this we'll all know what it is but that's not the point my question is did you guys like the idea of odell beckham going to minnesota um yeah real quick subscribe to the pod oh my gosh if you haven't you're right um we are starting a fantasy football <laughs> dynasty we league. Start over? It, Can we please start over? No, God damn it, Tony! <laughs> I almost said when you said, "Are we ready to start?" I said, "Take one." Hold on! Hey, hey, stop, stop, stop! We're we're not going to start over. Hey, if you want to join the fantasy football league, there's a phone number you can text. Text us your favorite player to ever play football. And we'll get you in the league. Tony, what's the phone number? I'm looking up the phone number. Give me a second here, okay? Not a problem. I do like the idea of Odell going to Minnesota. I think he's a better talent than Stefan Diggs. I think he creates a little more attention than Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs kind of a deep threat. I think OBJ brings the whole package. Um, and then you've got Adam Thielen on the other side, who's a really well-rounded receiver. I was kind of worried about Thielen from a – fantasy perspective without digs but now with obj he can take even more attention away from Thielen. i expect them both to play better i think the vikings coaching staff will uh put the reins on uh, obj i hopefully we don't hear from him for a while and he's pretty quiet and he succeeds there i do i would like that um i don't know if it'll happen though we'll see well you mentioned tension and i kind of feel like there's a little bit of tension here right now are you upset that i wanted to restart no, I just think the way that went was kind of funny, and we should just roll with it. All right. I think it is funny. The phone number to call in is 317-622-8201. Listen, here's the reality. We probably start this show like 15 times. Once we get going, it's okay. I mean, it just rolls. It's fine. But I bet it takes me like 15 times of just 
screwing everything up before I'm comfortable moving forward. But Corey's right. It's kind of funny. Anyway, I liked the, I liked the idea of the trade too, and for a lot of the same reasons you said. But I don't know. I, when I just looked at that that whole system, I, I kept getting focused on. Let me pull up that tab real quick. Odell Beckham had the fewest targets per game of any year in his career. Four point six. Uh, receptions per game so not targets per game I apologize it was 4.6 per game that's not the way that he operates he still had over a thousand receiving yards I mean that's notable the previous year he had two more per game and had about the same yardage so I I think that he was productive in Cleveland but I want to see him in a place where he's getting used more I think he is one of the best talents we talked about uh, last week or the week before I talked about Stefan Diggs being one of the best route runners in the league Odell Beckham could could go toe-to-toe with Stefan Diggs, and I don't take back what I said about Diggs, but I do think that Odell Beckham is the better overall package. And, and so I, I would like to see what that would look like, but obviously now we, I think we think it's fake news. I don't think that's real news that I don't think Odell Beckham's going to, to Minnesota. Daniel, did you like it? I, what I liked most about it was the idea that Minnesota just absolutely won on every phase of this operation where they – gained a first-round pick for Diggs and then paid a second-round pick for Beckham. I thought that was the best part of the whole deal. Of course, it's not real, but that's what I was excited to see was how that team was just building. What did you think? Yeah, I, I agree. Um, you know, I agree with what Corey said. I think Odell Beckham Jr. is a better overall receiver than Stephon Diggs. Um, and if you're telling me that in the wash, you know, from this reported trade, we don't know if it's true or not, but um, if those draft picks were correct, you'd basically trade Stephon Diggs for Odell Beckham in a first. Are you kidding me? I'll take that all day. Um, but yeah, he, I mean, he's only 27 years old. So wherever he goes, he's going to still make a major impact. And when you look at Odell Beckham's stats, I mean, he just lit the world on fire his rookie season. Um, you know, that that incredible circus catch, what I think is still the best catch I've ever seen. But his first three years, he had no less than 91 catches, and that includes his rookie year. He had 12 touchdowns that year, followed that up by 13 touchdowns with 1,400 yards, and then 10 touchdowns with 30-something yards shy of another 1,400-yard season. I mean, you're talking about one of the greatest starts in NFL history. Well, yeah. I mean, this guy was on the – Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, 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 go ahead. I was, I was going to say, this guy's on the fast track to Hall of Fame. I mean, the way he was trending in his first three years. And then it's unfortunate that he got hurt the next year pretty early. He only, I mean, he only caught 25 balls that year. So he was he, he was hurt almost the entire season. Um, and then it just kind of faded out there with a bad Giants 2018 team with the last year of Eli. But you're right. In 2019 with Cleveland, it didn't go so well. He still got a thousand yards, but guess what? That down year in 2018 with the Giants, he caught less balls last year than that year. He had less yards and less touchdowns. So I was watching, I was watching an episode of uh, Colin Cowherd this morning, and he had a lot of really good points about this. It's just not working in Cleveland. Odell Beckham's a great talent. Baker, you know. He's still young. It remains to be seen whether he's going to be, you know, the answer to the franchise, but it's just not working. And so if you're the Browns and you can get return on a 27-year-old crazy good wide receiver, then do it now. Uh, don't wait a year or two because 
he made a good point. Do you really think Odell Beckham is going to finish his career in Cleveland? No, I don't. Did Odell retweet something that started all this? Is that what happened this morning? Like there was some speculative talk about him being traded to Minnesota and he retweeted that? Or am I making this up? I, I hadn't seen that. Sorry. Corey, yeah, I don't know anything about that. Man, I thought I saw some big name wide receiver retweeted something this morning that made us think that he was being traded. But now I'm looking at Odell Beckham's Twitter and I don't see it there. So maybe that's not the case. But, uh, Daniel, I totally agree with you. So whether or not Odell Beckham's on board, I think I saw something that made me think there was legitimacy to this, but that's not the point. I'm glad you brought up him getting hurt in 2017. He played two games. He started two games, played four. I mean, the year after he ran for, he received for 1,000 yards again. Five of, one, two, three, four, five. Five of the last six years, he's had 1,000 or more receiving yards. The dude's, like you said, he's fast-tracking himself to the Hall of Fame. Odo Beckham is going to be a Hall of Famer when it's all said and done. And then that, maybe that's not a, not a good take right now because he's not been performing like we remember those first three years. But here's the fact of the matter. If this man can continue to put up 1,000 yards for the next 10 years, I mean, is that real? One, two, three, four, five, six. No, for the next four years. If he can do it again for the next four years, we're talking about, like, elite territory there. And there's no reason to think that he won't. You're right. Cleveland is not working, and it didn't work for Odell Beckham. That's not the point. I don't think the Odell Beckham trade is real. Not to Minnesota. Not for that deal. And if it was real, it's definitely not real now. Well, you know, when the Giants were, you know, declining all trade rumors and they were saying, oh, we're not trading Odell Beckham. He is a part of the future. I mean, they said that for two months straight. And then all of a sudden, oh, Odell Beckham's traded. Doesn't this kind of feel the same? Yeah, a little bit. I think he is getting traded. I, I don't know if it's to Minnesota. I don't know if it's for this deal. We Heck, we may even find out by tomorrow. Um, you know, something breaks overnight. But I, I, I think he is getting traded. There's too many rumors and too many things going around that don't suggest that something is being talked about. It could be uh, Jay Glazer's News at 11. Speaking of which, do you guys have any other ideas of what it could be if it's not that? I don't know. He said specifically it wasn't a trade. I'm going to pull that up. Uh, but, Daniel, did you – Daniel doesn't have a Twitter. I don't have a Twitter, but it kind of bugs me. You know, so you have Jay Glazer here who's got this this news that he thinks everyone wants to hear, and it probably, probably is going to be something that people want to hear. But he's going to go ahead and wait six, seven hours to tell everybody even though he seems to be kind of wanting to push himself in the game of Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport of, oh, he's our breaking news guy. Oh, where, what is this getting him? What is this gaining him yeah. to wait and tell everybody later on tonight when everyone's asleep at whatever, 9 p.m. Pacific, whatever it is, no, 8 p.m. Pacific? Yeah, 9, 9 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern. He, you're getting what he wants, Daniel. We're talking about him. That's that's what he wants. Okay. I mean, you, 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 that's it. You nailed it. He's putting himself into a category. Here's what he did. Uh, looks like about twelve thirty. The news he he said. This is a tweet from Jay Glazer. The news I have tonight is not transactional news. Not a player getting traded or signed. Woke up to seeing you all go ape. You know what? Guessing what it is. He meant. Woke up to seeing y'all go ape shit, guessing what this is. 
Yeah, what's the point of that? And then he said, it's not what you think. Uh, later, he goes on to troll everybody and says, be careful of fake sites and blah, blah, blah. Amen. I did not tweet about Odo Beckham. I'm paraphrasing. Now, before you get fooled by the fake Woj account, I mean, he went on to troll us. So he's doing exactly what you what you just said. I mean, he's just stirring it up, man. He's just getting some attention. Yeah, he's loving it. And I think it's just stupid. So if it's not a transaction, what could it be? That's, I, I mean, somebody might retire. Maybe we're going to have a retirement story. Like who? Okay, well, everyone was frustrated with the Andrew Luck situation because it all came out before he was able to announce it. So if Jay Glazer is going to say, oh, yeah, I've got some retirement news, I'm going to blow your minds, and yet I'm going to piss off another NFL player and tell you guys before he wants to, too, well, tonight Schefter, at 8. Schefter knew that that was going to piss off Andrew Luck when he sent it. I mean, that's not well, he didn't. Oh, I mean, come on. What do you mean? No, he, he didn't. Okay, he did. He knew for a month. He, yeah, wa- he waited. Andrew Luck hadn't announced it yet. Andrew Luck was going to announce it like the following day, and Schefter okay. it that evening. Uh, week three of preseason. That's Andrew Luck's fault. Hey, you know what? I don't disagree with that. That's a totally different situation. But I'm just saying, maybe somebody's <laughs> told Jay Glazer, and Jay Glazer's giving them their their warning shot here. Hey, you got a couple hours to get your shit together and tell them what's going on, or I'm telling them. I okay, don't know. So how pissed do you think Jay Glazer would be if this said NFL player went ahead and just said, "Hey, yeah, I'm retiring," and then Jay, his big breaking news at 11 was, "Yeah, you, you already heard it." All right. Well, I don't think he built up. I don't think he would build up excitement to announce a retirement. That's I don't not so exciting. Either. That's disappointing. Yeah, so you're right. you're right. I agree. What it? I mean, all the big free agents are off the market. So, I mean, okay, okay, I like that. Go ahead. So, yeah, finish that. Go ahead. You're talking about Andrew Luck. You know, oh, buddy, come on. Don't, hey, don't do that. It, it's not a tra- <laughs> it's not a transaction. It's not a transaction. And okay. it, we I, I think it's safe to say it's not a retirement. I mean, what else could it be? Maybe Calvin Johnson's coming back. That was my first I mean, thought for no reason at all. Was I mean Calvin w- Johnson. I don't know why. What what could yeah, it be? It's gotta be good news. I'm with you. It's gotta be. Because if he does this and it's not anything valid, he's gonna ruin all credibility. Like if he does this and it's something really stupid that no one cares about. Just wait until the next time he tries to break news. Everyone will be like, all right, yeah, you're gone. See ya. Well, we could know by the end of the podcast. Who knows? Yeah, we probably will. That's that's true. So Jay Glazer, fake Jay Glazer says a trade is happening with Odo Beckham, and we get all excited and worked up about it, and we find out it's probably not real. So that made me want to talk about what are trades that you want to see happen. Like, okay, so like this trade, like what is it just a – we can make up any rules we want to. Any player you want to get traded out of their current situation. And here's what we're going to do. I've got a trivia question. And you two are going to answer it. Whoever gets it right goes first. So here's the question. Five players are tied with 14 Pro Bowl appearances, one of which is Tom Brady. Name one of the other five. Peyton Manning. Ray Lewis. Corey gets it right. Peyton Manning, Tony Gonzalez. Bruce Matthews, and Merlin Olson. Ray Lewis was not one of them. Ugh. Corey, go ahead. What's one player that you wish would be traded? Well, um, I've kind of talked about it a few times, but I think we've talked about all these draft night shakeups. If this happens, I think it'll be on draft night. So you've got the Bengals at one. That sounds like a lock for Burrow. 
Um, it sounds like the Redskins will stay at two for now to get the best player on the board and chase young. And you've got the lions at three, um, who a lot of people are chalking in, um, Akuda in there, the cornerback out of Ohio state, but we haven't heard a lot out of the lions. They could have a quarterback in mind. They could like Tua or, you know, Herbert, whoever it could be Anthony Gordon, you know, I don't know. But they could have a quarterback in mind that they really like at three. I mean, they haven't been good for a long time. I think Stafford's a really good quarterback, but they haven't really done a whole lot in the playoffs. So I think for them, this would be a good time to move on. You're up early in the draft, and if you like somebody like Tua, it'd be a good time to go for him. They could shock everybody and take, let's say, Tua at three, and then a few picks later, you know, a few minutes go by, they trade uh, Matt Stafford to a team like the Patriots, who I think would be a perfect fit. Uh, perfect fit. I just think um, it, it's interesting. It could give us the draft night drama we want, and I think he'd be a good fit for the Patriots. Um, I know, Tony, you have a guy that I think you kind of agree. I think your guy has kind of the Patriots um, – I don't know, I guess smarts. He's not a big flashy guy. I think Stafford's more the flashy flashy character that could excel in that offense and put up big numbers, but I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, I don't disagree. I don't disagree that it makes sense for for the Lions to move on from Stafford, but I also don't see a reason for it, man. I I think they got other other ways they could go there. I I, I don't know. I mean, if you are you saying that you think that Stafford would be better suited in New England's offense? I'm. I mean, I think it'd work. I think he'd just be better suited somewhere else. He's a. I think a guy in the league that just needs a new a new home just to change it up. I think we all know he's a really good quarterback. He's been the highest paid quarterback in the league at some point. Um, he it just hasn't worked. You know. I agree with Corey. Um, I I do think that. If the Lions wanted to trade Stafford, they probably would have done it already. Um, but I thought at the beginning of free agency, I, I was thinking the same thing. Boy, the Lions have been awfully quiet. They need they have a lot of needs. Um, they seem like they're like a team that's kind of in the middle of a rebuild because um, they they have a lot of needs at a lot of places. But Matthew Stafford is you know he's thirty two years old. He's still really good, but is he? as good for Matt Patricia's future as maybe drafting like a Tua or, you know, if you're sold on Justin Herbert, taking a Herbert in the draft, uh, Matt Patricia is going to be fighting for his job, you know, at the end of this, at the end of this season. And I, I absolutely agree that Matt Stafford was on my radar of probably going to be moving team. Um, well, but I, you mentioned I, you mentioned that they would have done it by now, but you know they're sitting at three. They you know they've got to assume the Redskins want young. Well, if they reveal their hand that if they go ahead and trade Stafford and get rid of him now, that gives teams a week to trade up to two and take the quarterback they want. And that I think that this could be them just not showing their hand and just wait until draft night to get something like that done. Yeah, and they what's putting them past them that they could trade for, you know, that they could draft a quarterback this year and then wait to trade Stafford until next year. Exactly. Right. 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 Which I, by the way, which is the way that I would like to see that happen. I mean, if they're going to move on from Stafford, I would love to see them take an underling. And and Matt Stafford's the kind of guy that I think could manage that. I mean, he could mentor a rookie quarterback. He is flashy, like you said, Corey. He's not an a Brett Favre or an Aaron Rodgers or a 
Peyton and Peyton Manning wasn't exactly okay. Wait a minute. I don't want to get lost. He wasn't mentoring. He wasn't willing to be involved in mentoring Andrew Luck. So that's where I was going with that. Um, that's not the point. Like an Alex Smith mentored Patrick Mahomes. Like uh, Brett Favre man- mentored Aaron Rodgers. That's what I was trying to say. I think that that Matt Stafford could be that guy, and I think that he could do a really good job and help move that franchise forward. But for what? I don't know that. I don't well, know. I I like that idea, but like you said, Matt Patricia's fighting for his job. Why not bring in a young guy and give himself an extra year or two? And, like, I mean, Matt Stafford's still in his prime. Why would he want to do that? Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, the parts are all there. I I think it's either he's there or he's not. Yeah, that makes sense. Daniel, who was your one player that you wish could be traded? I I think recent offseason moves kind of of headlined mine. Mine is Deshaun Watson. Um, I think the guy is just super talented. He came in. Um, he only had six starts his rookie season in 2017. He was, you know, in that draft, he was kind of what he would describe as underrated. Um, but he came in and immediately just fit right into the NFL. I mean, he threw he threw 19 touchdowns in six games. Had 1,700 yards. I mean, he just he just kind of blew everybody away. Um, and then and then he got hurt, which was very unfortunate because we would love to see how that rookie season uh, kind of finished out. But then picked it right back up the very next year. Um, he threw 26 touchdowns and over 4,100 yards. He had over 500 yards rushing and another five touchdowns. Went to a Pro Bowl his second season. Um, and then last year, didn't have a bad year. He almost threw for 4,000. Um, through for another 26 touchdowns and another seven on the ground. So, I mean, they're, the Texans are destroying his prime. Uh, his prime is going to be kind of the window of the next four or five years. And look at what they've put around him at this point. I mean, I, I feel really bad for the guy. I mean, it started off with, oh, my gosh, Deshaun Watson, he's going to win a couple Super Bowls, um, you know, in Houston. It's, it's going to be great, but – Man, that that franchise is just going downhill fast. Um, I think Deshaun Watson would literally be better anywhere. I mean, if you put Deshaun Watson on another offense, doesn't that completely change that offense? I mean, you got a guy that can do both, pass and rush. Um, He's one of the best in the league at both. You know, I mean, I think literally anywhere else. You, You know, if you're the Colts, go hard after him. You know, after this year with Philip Rivers, I mean, if you're if you're a quarterback needy team, if you're the Packers, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is getting older. Just, I mean, go for the future, but now as well. I mean, this guy's everything, and he's going nowhere in Houston. Well, the the problem with him is, and I don't disagree with you. The problem with it, you mentioned Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. There is no way in the world that Deshaun Watson and Aaron Rodgers can live in the same house. That's just not possible. It's just impossible. Sure. And it would so, be it would be the Packers moving on from Aaron Rodgers and and just transitioning that same year into Deshaun Watson. I mean, I wasn't saying the Packers specifically. I know you weren't. But I, I, you weren't. I just listing any NFL franchise would love to have Deshaun Watson, and the Texans are acting like, you know, oh yeah, he's here, whatever. He's just another player. He's a franchise QB, whatever. But there's teams starving for a franchise QB. The, the the problem is most of those teams already have their franchise QB. And you have to remember, like, even if they're not a franchise QB, like Daniel Jones, new, young, maybe not, probably not, 
I don't believe Daniel Jones is a franchise quarterback, but he's married to a general manager and a coach. I mean, you can't, you have to just be willing to, to throw the table upside down if you're going to do that. And there's not a lot of teams in that position. I really just don't think there are. A team like, like now, now Miami, Miami could make a big push. There you go. That makes some sense. Perfect. He could change their whole team. Miami, Deshaun Watson changes Miami completely, and they have the draft capital in a, against a starved Texans de, a start starved Texans team that doesn't have any draft capital. I mean, they, that's a that's a legitimate trade partner there. But even you still, don't think it's too early to be making judgment on Daniel Jones? I'm not, and and I didn't. I don't don't mean to target him. Like I I said his name, but only as why like, do you hate Daniel Jones? I don't. That's not what I was trying to say. <laughs> it, it sounds like you hate Daniel Jones. I don't hate Daniel Jones. No, I just used his. I use Andy Dalton. You can't take Deshaun Watson to Cincinnati and still have Andy Dalton. Right. Let me ask you this, Tony. Let me ask you this because I know you defended this horrible quarterback in the last pod. If Deshaun Watson was on the Bears, would they have won a Super Bowl by now? A Super Bowl? Sure. Yes. Best defense in the league two years ago. Yes. No. No. Listen here. I'm too stubborn. No. The te- the Texans. I I don't understand. You, if I was in their chair, I mean, how could you get rid of the of uh, Deshaun Watson, but at the same time, how could you get rid of DeAndre Hopkins? Yeah, I mean, I guess they had contract <laughs> problems, but he's arguably the best player in the league. Fuck, pay the guy. You know, he, if he's up there in the conversation, let's say you extend him four years and he's in his prime for the next two, I think that's worth it. But at this point, you've got rid of that, um, and now you have David Johnson in your backfield instead of DeAndre Hopkins to throw to. I mean, hell, you might as well go all in at this point and trade him. Although I don't, I don't think it's the right move. But hell, you've got to at this point. You're, I mean, you're okay. in so deep. But wait, wait, wait! You guys tried to corner me on Daniel Jones. I'm going to use Haskins. I mean, Haskins is another example. That's a general manager okay. that can't just bail out on his first round pick. I mean, you can't just bail out like that. The the the, the capital is too expensive. When you Haskins or um, Jets. Now you got me all worked up, and I can't think about the Jets quarterback. With Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold's ugly face. You can't just bail out on Sam Darnold. Yeah, he's going to be good, but, I mean, if you can have – let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. Adam Gase is the problem with Sam Darnold. Now, hold on. But hold go on. ahead. B, now I want you to be unbiased here, okay? If your options, okay. If your options were Sam Darnold or Deshaun Watson, who would you pick? Deshaun Watson. But what if you drafted Dwayne Haskins? And you've got an owner that's holding you responsible for that. That says, hey, you told me that Dwayne Haskins changes things. And now what are you going to do with the dead weight? That's my problem with, with – with, that's my only problem with Watson is that I think he's you're, – you're right. He changes the team. He's dramatic. And, and in the biggest way, he is a franchise quarterback. I don't disagree with you, and I feel so sad for him. The question was, who do you want to be traded? I want – him to be traded to, but I'm so sad to say that I don't think he will be. That's all. Let, let me compare him because I, I know I'm going to go back to this Bears thing because I, I I'm just going to beat the dead horse here. Mitchell Trubisky was drafted in the same draft class. Yeah. Okay. So th- here we are, three years in. Matt Nagy took over in 18. So he, you know we've had two full seasons. 
of Matt Nagy's offense with Trubisky. Trubisky hasn't come close to Deshaun Watson. Not even close. And Deshaun Deshaun Watson has had essentially no running backs, okay, and one receiver, consistent receiver to throw to. Trubisky started 12 games, so he started twice the games in his rookie season through seven touchdowns. He threw seven touchdowns in 12 starts. Yeah, Mitch is not, not very good. Are you, are you asking me if I would rather have Mitch or Deshaun? I was just going back to this Bears thing because you, I— You stuck on it? Talk, yeah, talk about Super Bowl windows here. When you're talking about Deshaun Watson and draft do-overs, I mean, they traded way up to get Trubisky, and they took him over to Deshaun Watson. <laughs> it's bad enough that they took him over to Pat Mahomes. But to take him over to Deshaun Watson, too, I mean, you defended Mitchell Trubisky. I like Mitchell Trubisky. I want, him, I want him on a different you team. You really do. You I, honestly do. I you like him, Mitchell Trubisky. I want him on a different team. I want him in Carolina. I want him in... Kansas City. I mean, that's not possible. That's not realistic. But that's what I want. Like, please explain to me how he would make a team better. I I think that he's being underutilized. I don't know that he would make a team better. I'm not saying that he is greater than he's performed. I'm just saying that perhaps he's been put in a box where his peg doesn't fit in. That's a, that's all I'm saying is I I want to take a step back from him because he has had limited games as a starter. When we compare it to compare him to a lot of other players, everybody knows this. He didn't start a lot of games in college. <clears throat> Excuse me, and yeah. he came right into the NFL as a starter. I mean, that was the he supplanted Jay Cutler, right? When Jay was like pouting all the time and saying, "Well, I just want to play football." And I just, <laughs> Jay was at the end of his career, though. He was in his thirty. <laughs> but great impression. That, so was, they, that was spot on. They had no choice but to put in to put in the young gun who had no experience i mean come on i just think that he's been dealt a pretty short stick and i want to see and i don't think that it matches his skill set that's all i'm saying he's more mobile than they allow him to be and i want to see him in a system that works better for him that's it and, and he might suck in that system i'm not defending him i'm just saying i think he sucks anyway i think that they have let the reins off and they have basically just said hey you know win us the game oh, okay if if you are watching a Bears game, they're down by three. They get the ball at their own 20. They have two minutes to drive the field. Is Trubisky putting them in field goal range? Answer that question. He hasn't been. I don't think he's underutilized. I think that it's the opposite. I think the coach thought that he was something that he wasn't. The, wow. And... I, unfortunately, he, he I think said, the general manager thought that he was something he wasn't, and I think he was put in a bad position. Listen, there's no argument. Patrick Mahomes should have been drafted before Mitchell Trubisky. So should have Deshaun Watson. I mean, there's no argument there. Like that is so point blank obvious. I think he was put in a bad situation, and that that's and that's that's the that's it for me. Like, so here's what the Bears have to do. They have to. It's kind of like what you said about Haskins. It's today's NFL. If you made a mistake, admit it and move on. Replace the guy. If Nick Foles doesn't start by week three, you uh, pride is ruining the franchise. Yeah. At that point, do you yeah. agree? I don't disagree. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, you that. have to move on. Corey, are you on my side on this Trubisky sucks conversation? Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Trubisky. 
I mean, he maybe he could be better somewhere else, but it ain't worth the time. Right. I don't even, you know, who knows if he can or not. Maybe in a different system he reacts better. Who knows? But I just he, don't think you, he's that talented. There, there isn't a team out there that would pick him up and be like, oh, yeah, Trubisky's our starter. He'd, he'd come in as a backup, and he could be one of those guys that earns a starting spot like later in his sure. career and overtakes somebody and shows up. But, yeah, nobody's going after him and saying this is my starter. I mean, would you be shocked, though, if Mitchell Trubisky ends up being a comeback player of the year, like Ryan Tannehill? Yes. You'd be shocked. Absolutely. Yes. I would be absolutely shocked beyond belief out of my mind. You <laughs> you just don't think it could ever happen. I don't I don't even know if I'd watch football anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much my mind would be blown. I I would say what is real? What isn't? How do we know? Oh my god. I don't know why you hate him so much. Did he do something to you? Do you know this guy? I, I just don't understand how Mitchell Trubisky has a starting job in the NFL and you know, guys like Jameis Winston still aren't even on a team, not even as a backup. Do you remember the time that I said that Cleveland, that, uh, I'm sorry, Chicago has two backup quarterbacks? <laughs> that's do, perfect. Yes, they do. I mean, yeah, I, I believe that. I'm not saying that's not the truth. Don't think that I'm like, I've got some big old hog for Mitchell Trubisky. That's not the case, man. I, I just thought you had Trubisky love and it was hanging on in my mind. No, that's not the case. I just think he needs a better <laughs> shot. That's all. Oh God! There it is again. See, he just needs he's had a shot. Yeah, he's had a shot. He's Whatever. Done. Shut up. <laughs> who's your Who's your trade though? So, the problem is, I wanted to pick. Uh, I wanted to pick Corey Davis, but it didn't like pile up those stats. And I had a lot about Andy Dalton, so I thought, you know what, I'll just talk about Andy Dalton. But now we've all three taken quarterbacks, so I really wish I'd have taken Corey Davis, but I didn't. My why don't you take Corey Davis? Well, because, listen, because I'd rather have a conversation about Andy Dalton. That's why. Okay. And because, honestly, I think that Andy Dalton's in the crappiest situation, especially when you compare. Uh-oh. Just a second here. Especially when you compare the, the, the players around him. I mean, listen, Corey Davis has trouble because A.J. Brown is in town. And... But outside of that, I mean, as, as Adam Humphreys, a legitimate threat to just gobble up all the targets? No. I think that Corey Davis at any point could step up and become a legitimate wide receiver, too, for his team. The problem with Andy Dalton is we're almost certain at this point that Joe Burrow is going to be drafted first overall. Now, there have been some tweets recently that have said that maybe that's not the case. Maybe that he's putting some pressure after all, like we all thought he would on the Bengals to trade that pick because he doesn't want to play for the Bengals. Whether or not, I mean, we can go down that road on a different episode. The, the draft's a week from now. So maybe Wednesday night, right before the draft, we can get real crazy and talk about whether or not Joe Burrow really is going to be number one. But as of right now, I think he is going to be the first overall pick. And if he is, then that kind of leaves Andy Dalton stuck in this weird limbo on a bad team, which that's the big thing to me. I mean, I just feel like Andy Dalton is being grossly under underappreciated by the team. When I look at the Bengals, like when I look at Andy Dalton, his rookie year was 16 games started, 16 games played, 9 and 7, winning record 2012. That's a home run uh, season for Marvin Lewis. I mean, 9 and 7. Home Listen here, bud. 
But here's the deal. You you want to talk about it. I knew you would want to talk about it, Mr. Ravens fan. Uh... In 2012, the Ravens beat the Bengals in the division by a tiebreaker. Both were 10 and 6. In 2013, the Bengals whooped the Ravens. 11 and 5 were the Bengals. 11 and 5, first in the division. The Steelers, mm-hmm. then the Ravens. Uh, 2014, the Steelers finally take, take over, 11 and 5. The Bengals are 10 and 5. I mean, this is that stretch where the Bengals like run into the playoffs and never won a playoff game. We talked about that on the Marvin Lewis and the Rooney Rule episode, which, by the way, is why the Rooney Rule wasn't taken, was not honored in Dallas and why that whole interview with Marvin Lewis was an absolute joke is because Jerry Jones said he wanted a significant push into the playoffs and he chose Marvin Lewis as the interview when he was the only other interview and he was the minority, but that's not the point. In 2015, the Bengals were 12 and four. I mean, those are, so I just said a lot of information. What I'm trying to say is Andy Dalton's first four or five years of his career, he was a winner. I mean, they were winning football games in a division that it was hard to win football games in. The Browns were there, and the Browns stunk, but the Browns stink. And so outside of that, the Ravens were good, the Steelers were good, and it was constantly a battle of those three to see who could be on top and to see that winning record. And yeah, nothing spectacular out out of Andy Dalton. I'm not saying he's like this generational talent, but I want to see what he looks like on a team coached by Bill Belichick. I want to see Andy Dalton as a Patriot. I think that would be fascinating. A seasoned veteran game manager that could work with Stidham or whatever quarterback they decided was going to be the future. I don't need Andy Dalton to come in and be a savior of the franchise. I just need him to keep it on cruise control. And I think that he would have a resurgence in his career. And I think he could help a team really, really prop themselves back up and and keep afloat like the Patriots. Yeah. I like it. I I have on my list Andy Dalton here as my uh, my top trade candidates, and right next to it I have New England, and New England's the only team. He does have um, an interception I, problem. I'll say that. In those years yeah. that I was touting his his wins, he had a decent amount of interceptions. I mean, thirty three in one year, twenty seven in the other. Yeah, I mean, he had he had a bunch of of interceptions, so that's a problem. But, yeah, I mean, it's about as many interceptions as Mitchell Trubisky would throw if he threw that many times. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 don't, I don't disagree. He's, he, he's been kind of this, and they get dogged on because of the Bengals, but he's been, he's not a bad quarterback. He's okay. I mean, he's, he's gotten the job done. He hasn't really had, I mean, when you look at A.J. Green's stats, I mean, that guy... He's had a thousand yards for the first what six years of his career. We're talking about OBJ. I mean, look at AJ Green. That's that's Andy Dalton doing that. That's not another quarterback. That was Andy Dalton. So I mean, he he's not been he's not been bad. He's just been on bad teams. And like you said, they were still winning games on bad teams. They were winning they the together division. some good seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Corey, tell me about the, the Twitter thing. With Are you the, talking to me? Yeah, with the missiles that he threw at his kids. Yeah, I just saw a video today on Pat McAfee's show. He was in his backyard. His kids are hiking the football, and he's just absolutely throwing these piss missiles into this, like, 12-inch by 12-inch <laughs> net. Like, five or what? six in a row, just absolute lasers, absolute piss missiles. But 
I don't know if you guys remember, but a couple of years ago, obviously the draft's hosted here in Indy, and Bill Polian, the previous GM of the Colts, was uh, he was at the stand just talking about how he evaluates players, and somebody asked him what his biggest regret was in the draft, you know, as the Colts GM. And in 2011, he drafted Anthony Costanzo with the 22nd pick in the first round, which turned out to be a great pick. But he said his biggest draft regret was not taking Andy Dalton, who went, um, he was the 35th pick. He went in the second round. So I think, you know, that's the same guy who drafted Peyton Manning. He wishes he would have drafted Andy Dalton to be the successor to Peyton rather than drafted Anthony Costanzo, which I think is huge. So, you know, just with that, you know, maybe Andy Dalton was just never put in the right position. And maybe with a team like the Patriots, hell, you know, they could be a Super Bowl team and just be right back where they were, you know, with Brady in the last few years. So I, I like that a lot. I think Andy Dalton is very underrated. He's with a bad organization. I think with the right spot, his career, I don't think is over. Yeah, I mean, he's still only 32. I mean, you look at Tom Brady, he's a decade older. I mean, I'm not comparing Andy Dalton and Tom Brady, but if you take care of your body at the quarterback position, you can play to late 30s and, you know, touching your 40s. You know, you look at Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, you know, Phil Rivers in the 39. I mean, Brett Favre played into his mid-40s. I mean, you can play quarterback for a lot longer than a lot of other positions. And so Andy Dalton being 32, even though he seems like he's been in the league a long time, nine years, that's not, I mean that's about peak for some of these guys. I mean, so he's got some football left. You could think about a team like maybe the Jaguars, where I don't think he'd be in a position to, to succeed, but maybe a team like the Rams, if, you know, if they want to bring, I know they have Bortles, but, you know, if they could pick up Dalton and make him compete with golf, um, the Raiders, you know, Gruden's a big QB guy. Maybe he has the hots for Andy Dalton. I don't know. There's a few other teams out there besides the Patriots that could work. If, if Andy Dalton doesn't find a place where he's a long-term starter, I think the worst case for him should be a modern-day Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, he should be a journeyman starter, bridge quarterback, get me through this couple of years. You're not my long-term boyfriend, but let's just date for a little while. I mean, I think that's, I think that's the floor for Andy Dalton. That's what I hope for him because he is more talented. He is more stable. He is... He is better at the game than probably, I would say probably than half of the quarterbacks in the league. I mean, he's just not been been uh, the winningest quarterback on the winningest team. I, I I'm not trying to give him too much credit, but it wouldn't shock. No, me. I was going to say that exact same thing. Yeah, half it, it, the NFL. He is probably just as good, if not better, than half the NFL. I mean, he is not a bad quarterback. It wouldn't shock me if if he became. The twenty, what is it? Now it's twenty twenty. What day is today? The the isolation's got my head messed up. Fifteenth. Um, okay, so by twenty twenty three, if he was the new Ryan Fitzpatrick, I wouldn't be surprised. But he'd be the guy that you wanted to have on your team while you rebuild it. That's that's. But anyway, I want him to go to the Patriots. I want him to have a a rebirth. I want him to work with Belichick. I want him to. I think that would be a perfect pairing. So that that's my pick. Um. That's my pick. I've got one that's not a quarterback. Okay, um, let's do it. Yeah, and I think we're kind of all all over it at this point with this player. Uh, it's Trent Williams, offensive tackle for the Redskins. I mean, this guy, he held out all last year. 
He was very frustrated with the Redskins organization. Um, he was drafted super high in the draft. And, he, you know, he said he didn't trust the Redskins medical staff. He didn't trust the upper management anymore. And he just, he, he took all the fines and he held out. Well, now he's threatening to do it again. You know, when when is Washington going to, we talked about moving on. You know, when you make mistakes, you move on. Just move on. I mean, the guy, he is, he, he's 6'5", 320. He's 31 years old. He can still play at a high level. And he is a quality left tackle um, in the league. He was drafted in 2010, uh, drafted pretty high. Um, I mean, what about some of these tackle needy teams? You know, you talk about Cleveland, Arizona, the Giants. I mean, why not just throw a second round pick at the Redskins and just say, hey, we'll take them off your hands. Why do the Redskins keep making this, this problem keep going? I mean, do you understand this at all with the Trent Williams saga? I mean, don't you want to end this if you're a part of the Redskins organization? Yeah, I wonder if anybody's thrown any picks at him. That's a good point. I wonder if yeah, I don't that. know. Yeah, he was a he was the fourth overall pick in 2010. I mean, the guy's good, and he didn't sign that big of a contract. He signed a six year, sixty million, so ten million dollars a year, and I, I think he's still under that. But they just they need to get over it. Yeah, he signed a five year. $66 million deal in 2015. So he would be, it would be up at this point. So I don't understand while the Redskins have him under contract, why they aren't trading him and moving on. Cause he's not going to suit up for him again. He already showed that last year. He made it clear that he will not return to that team. So I, I, I don't understand why the Redskins would miss out on cashing in some value for a guy that can still play left tackle that is valuable in the league. Hey, it is 11 o'clock, which means the Jay Glazer tweet's about out. I've got, well, he's not going to tweet it. It's on his uh, FS1 football show. I'm watching it right now for you. You've got I'll it right now? As soon as I know. Hello? Corey. Hey. Hey, I lost you. Dude. Yep. It just hung up. Jay Glazer's a fucking. Oh no! What did it say? What was it? He announced that Ram center Brian Allen is the first player in the NFL to test positive for COVID nineteen. What a little fuck! He waited to tell us. I'm that? telling you, if he tries, if he tries this again, no one will give him the light of day. Way to break some fucking news, Jay Glazer. Oh my god! I was saying Andrew Luck, Calvin Johnson. I know that's what I was. Oh my god! To. Just hit the button, Tony. Let's get out of here. You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay in the huddle. Huddle Up. Team on three. One, two, three. three.